join us. We'd love to know that you are here. Uh, we do have some joining us social distance. Uh, we found a wonderful use for our red, yellow, and blue crepe paper we had for National Salvation Army Week that we didn't fully get to use. And now it makes wonderful drapes over the pews that are closed. It's so festive looking when I look out this way, y'all. You'll have to see it. I'll have the same pictures. I hope you guys enjoy it. So it looks festive. I like it. Um, it's only fitting that we have yellow out today in force as well because it is Pentecost Sunday and the yellow in our flag stands for the fire of the Holy Spirit right in your shoulders. Right? We like that, Captain. Whatever you say. Mr. Richard, you may have taught us that. It's been a while. <laughs> and so it is kind of about Sunday. We're going to talk about that. In fact, our sermon title is going to be The Power to Turn the World Upside Down. I have another title that was very long and wordy. And Mr. Richard and I are going for a shorter title. You guys didn't want to type it all out. I'll admit, in my master's class, I probably would have also told me it's too wordy. When you're titling a paper, it has to be 13 words or less. And I may have been about at 13 words, maybe more. So yeah, you were right, Richard. Mr. Richard, it was entirely too long. But our new title is The Power to Turn the World Upside Down. And we're going to get to that. Um, but we do want to thank you for joining us this Pentecost Sunday, whether you're joining us live or live. Either way, however you're joining us, we just want to thank you. And we invite you to join us as we begin our praise and worship. We invite you as we begin our praise and worship. We're going to be having the Urban Core and the Louisville Core bring us some morning worship. And we're thankful for this opportunity. Join us as we sing.
morning, everyone, and it's great to be back worshiping with you online this week. Be encouraged by these words from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself. And so we know that the Holy Spirit is living in us, and we ask for God's strength just to cleanse us, to make us new, and make us worthy of this dwelling so that we can demonstrate Christ in how we treat each other and how we live each day. So let us worship God for this gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and just ask Him to be in everything that we do. Let's sing together. Let me 
still in each of our lives. May that be a prayer that we hold. That you dwell within us and make us more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Some, in the face of injustice, don't know how to respond. And some are being motivated from a brokenness that they don't even understand. I've seen something never be able to fully eradicate it. 
And so we want to pray that eyes would be opened, that hearts would be stirred. We pray for those who do see it as a skin problem, whether they be affected by it or the cause of it. We pray that their hearts would be touched, that they would be moved to compassion and kindness. We pray for those who have been affected by it, who have been oppressed, struck down, We continue to pray for healing for our country and our nation. If there was ever a need for healing, it would be now. And if there was ever a moment to pray for it, it would be now. Because there is a lot of hurt and illness In so many ways and on so many levels that we may not even fully understand. And so we just ask that we prepare our hearts for prayer this time. Gracious and Heavenly Father, we come before you right now, and that is indeed our prayer as we sing, Holy Spirit, come, oh come. Let your work in us be done and make us fit to be your dwelling. Remove, purge the fire, the flame of the Holy Spirit. Anything that dwells within us, the sin that dwells within us, that makes us look at our brothers and sisters differently that makes us see one another without seeing each other as Christ sees us. Give us your eyes. Give us your heart. That we may see each other as you see us and rejoice with one another as we celebrate you. We pray for those who are suffering right now this day, Lord. Families who have lost loved ones. Those who are downhearted. We ask that you would come. Lift them up. Dwell with them. And be their peace. Be with us, Lord. Be. Dwell within us. May we be your dwelling. 
we just ask these things. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen.
God-fearing Greeks. And not even a few, prom few prominent women, people came to the Lord. People were touched by the Holy Spirit. Their hearts were stirred, and they listened, and they believed. Verse 5 and 6, though. But the Jews were jealous, so they rounded up some bad characters from the marketplace, formed a mob, and started a riot in the city. They rushed to Jason's house in the search of Paul and Silas in order to bring them out to the crowd. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some other brothers before the city officials shouting. Listen to their complaint. These men have caused trouble all over the world and have now come here. They have caused trouble all over the world. They have been there for three weeks. Three weeks. What was it that they were doing that was causing trouble? <laughs> Telling people about Jesus. And in fact, not only was it that they told people about Jesus, what was more troublesome to the leaders and the officials in that city was that people began to believe it. They had turned the world upside down. How? By sharing the gospel. Man. They had earned a reputation for making a difference, for disrupting the present. And it wasn't they did was what they said. And it was who they were saying it about. About Jesus. You see, it says news had traveled. People were aware of what Paul and Silas had become known for, making a change. What kind of change? The simple change about the love of God and how that affects and changes and influences a person's life, who we are and what we do. And because of that, because of that difference they were making, the difference that God was making in those who believe, people were disturbed. We talked the Holy Spirit come and letting his work in us be done. And 
And that's exactly what Paul and Silas were doing. The power that they were using to turn the world upside down was the power of the Holy Spirit. And that same power is a power we have. It was a power given on Pentecost Sunday. So many will linger look at it. It's a power that we can claim today. The power to change the world by simply letting them know about Jesus. So, as believers, I want us to ask a couple questions of ourselves. Do you think you have the power to turn the world upside down? Do you think you have what it takes to make a difference in the world? They went forth, they shared the news, 
they shared the gospel. Paul wasn't in that upper room. His life was changed, though. And through that, he decided to tell others about Christ, to change the lives of others just as his had. Imagine what it would be like if those then had stayed silent, if those then hadn't used and recognized the power that they had through Christ. The church would not be here today if they didn't accept that power. And if we do not accept that power to use it to share the gospel, there will come a time, unfortunately, where the church could fade away. We pray, Holy Spirit, come, oh come. And we ask that we be emboldened to do his work. Are you willing to shake things up for Jesus? Now is the time to claim our power, the power that comes from the Holy Spirit, that power that was given at Pentecost can be given to Christians by asking the Lord for it, by seeking it. Now we may be intimidated a little. 
about what it looks like to turn our world upside down. But I want us to take a moment. Let's go back. Let's look at how Paul and Silas earned that reputation to give us some ideas on how we can turn our world upside down. So we go back to Acts chapter 15. Start in verse 40 of Acts 15. But Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. He went for Syria and Sicily, strengthening the churches. He came to Derby and then to Lysteria, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was a Jewish and a believer, and his father was a Greek. The brothers at Lysteria and Icom spoke well of him. Paul wanted to take him along on the journey, so he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in the area, where they all knew that his father was Greek. As they traveled from town to town, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. Now, what did we learn from this one passage here? Well, this is where they embark on what we later know to be Paul's second missionary journey. They would go forth, strengthening for the name of the churches, emboldening them, empowering them. They went along to churches that were already founded to encourage them, to build them stronger. How did they do this? Because they decided everybody should be involved. They got people excited about their faith in ways in which they shared that excitement. Excitement, happiness can be contagious, can it? If you have good news, you just want to share it. And they were so excited about the good news they heard, they were sharing it with others. It's also interesting to note, we mentioned Timothy, right? When he picks Timothy up here, Timothy was probably a little more than a teenager. It didn't matter how young or old the believers were. Excitement caught in all ages. If we're going to turn the world upside down, we need to recognize that it is going to take all of the believers to make a difference. No matter our age, we all need to be involved. We all need to strive to be who God has created us to be. To live a life 
sharing the gospel. The bought word indeed. Now, we're going to continue looking at Paul's journey here. We're going to take a moment to reflect on this. I'm going to read it first, and then we're going to look back at it. Acts 16, verse 6 says, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Perga and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the providence of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bethany, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to, so they passed by Mercia and went to Toas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. How many of us have ever been or felt confused by what the Lord is telling us? How many of us have ever <laughs> questioned, I'm not exactly sure, Lord, what you're trying to tell me. I'm not exactly sure what the point is here. I'm not exactly sure what you want from me. I'm not exactly sure what you're asking of me. Anybody? We all have moments like that, don't we? Or are you really sure, Lord, that you want me to do that? To say that? Are you sure I'm the one you want? If we're going to turn the world upside down together, it's most important that we be following the direction of the Lord. We may not fully know his plan, but the Bible tells us it's because his plans are What we do know is that ultimately his plans are best for us. And so to fully turn the world upside down, we need to be willing to follow the Lord anywhere and everywhere. Even if it doesn't seem to make sense, commit it. Emboldened, courageous to following him, to making a difference. Now, let's continue our look at what Paul and Silas are doing to earn them this reputation of turning the world upside down. What else were they up to before they earned this reputation? So Acts 16, verses 23 through 24. We see a very different situation than what we just seen about them witnessing and 
multitudes being strengthened with the church growing daily in number. Instead, in verse 23, after they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. And upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. All right, hold up. So we see the 16, verse 5, growing the church and strengthening it. We jump over to 23. <laughs> and they're in a very different place, aren't they? They have been flogged, they have been beaten, and they have been thrown into jail and are under washed guard. Now, in verses 25 through 29, something miraculous happens. The power moves, the ground shakes. As Paul and Silas sat in jail, praying and singing hymns, an earthquake swings the prison doors open. The shackles that have put on their feet had fallen off. And the guard, who had been assigned to stand there, was sure that his life was going to be over. But we see something different in verses 30. 31. And Paul and Silas call out to him to let him know they're all still there. The jailer begins to believe the power moved him. And he says in verse 30, he then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? In verse 31, they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. We're going to turn the world upside down. Let us be willing and ready to use the power of the Lord in whatever situation we find ourselves in. Be willing to be used in unlikely circumstances, witnessing to unlikely people. You see, when the door flew open and the shackles fell off, Paul and Silas put a brain. Right? But they followed the leading, the voice of the Lord that said, stay put. And in doing so, were able to lead a guard and his family to the Lord. Our lives bring us into opportunities in which we can daily be able to tell others about the Lord. Work, school, our neighborhoods, through social media, we all have opportunities to share the love of Christ. And so the question is, 
How are you using your own power? And have you surrendered it to the Lord? Are you allowing him to use you? Take this time in prayer as the song plays.
dwell in us. Empower us. Embolden us. Help us to have this strength. To go out into a world that needs to know you. And to be able to show them your love, your grace, your peace, and your compassion. Be with us. Let us be your hands and your feet. Let us be a living example of your love. Help us to turn the world upside down and lead them to you. Be with us, we ask in Jesus' name we pray. All right. We want to thank you guys for joining us again. We challenge you to go forth and make a difference. To claim the power of the Holy Spirit and use it.